The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How are you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today, I'm joined by real estate broker Yolanda Jeffries. Yolanda, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're excited. You came in wearing like this <laughs> bright, beautiful green dress and, and just full of energy to match. And yeah. I'm just so excited to, to have this conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much. So originally from the south side of Chicago. Yes. Born and raised, right? Yes. Tell me about how you got into real estate. So it's actually a funny story. Well, not a funny story. It's my story. So the reason I entered real estate is because I only wanted to sell one home. And that <laughs> one house was my home, right? Yep, yep. Um, and I reached out to several several real estate um, agents to see if they can um, help me sell my home. Um, I purchased my home during the time where the, the market crashed. So my house was underwater. And it was a short sale situation. And back then, a lot of agents, you know, they were saying, oh, yeah, I can do it. I'm a guru at this. I can make it happen. It's going to let me do it. I'll have it sold within X, Y, Z number of days, mm-hmm. right? And that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the agents told me, you know, in order to, um, you know, get the banks on board with the approval for the short sale, all you have to do, Yolanda, is to, is to showcase a hardship. So I need for you to stop paying your bills. That's great advice, right? That wasn't no, 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 no. no. I mean, I like to, man. I mean, I like to go get what I want, and I listened to what she did, which was wrong. I was young and dumb, Mm. right? And I didn't. I I stopped making my payments. I was trying to. Oh, so you did do that? Yeah, I tried to do do that so we can get the hardship. Yeah, it showcased the hardship, but guess what? It wasn't enough to make uh, make sure that the house um, sold, right? Interesting. And that agent, she was not, you know, fluent enough to, to make sure that that deal go, you know, went through. Wow. So being the type of boss person I am, or the determined individual that I am, I am, I was like, you know, if you can't do it, I'm going to enroll myself in this class, finish this class, pass the state exam, and go and sell my own home. So again, I enter real estate just to sell my one home. So as soon as I pass the exam. I parked my license with Remax Premier Properties and said, hey, I need to sell. I, I just want to do this so I can sell my home. Listed my house, sold the um, home, and, you know, you know, you know how you go to social media and you, you broadcast about it, and I, I posted about it, and people saw, like, oh, my God, you sold your home? And the short sale situation, they heard my story. But then at the same time, I started hearing other people's stories. And it was other individuals going through the same thing that I was going through. And they were receiving that bad information. And I wanted to make sure that that information stopped. We needed to halt that, right? So that these people can, you know, solve that problem that they had. And so I guess I became the crusader for them. That's amazing. What a great story. What a great story. I think it says a lot about your personality and and, and just about you as a person. But speaking of that, what were you doing at the time that wasn't real estate? So um, what I was doing, my uh, day job, which is corporate finance. So I, I have an MBA in finance. So hey, look at you. I am the numbers the, the, girl. The right, numbers girl yeah. with the degrees, the pedigree, everything. You know, yes. And the green. Yes, <laughs> and the, that's why I wear green. Right? Green for the money. You see how I walk through the door? I love it. Yes. Yeah, so um, I am a finance girl by nature. So I did a lot of corporate financial planning and analysis, budgets uh, for large corporations like Verizon, GE, Commercial wow. Finance, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, right? Um, so that's what I was doing in 
my as my day job. Um, but then, especially with working for Verizon Wireless and GE Commercial Finance, I did a lot of real estate negotiations for like new store bills. So I was the one on the finance side that will help to negotiate the contract. But the only problem was I was on the wrong side of the table. Like I was only receiving a salary. Right, whereas right, the, right. those commercial agents, Making if you look at those yeah. commission checks, yeah. they were making all the money. Right. So um, I did notice then, like, there's an opportunity to make way more money in real estate because the potential to earn is unlimited. Yeah. So that's what I was doing for my day job. Wow. So, I mean, that seems like such a big jump, having your MBA. I mean, I don't know too many people that would just jump ship and leave their career for that stability that, that you're leaving behind, right? Right. But, but I also know that you're not most people. So I was just about to say, I am not the atypical <laughs> person. I am real to Yolanda J, okay? And she doesn't play, especially when it comes down to things that she really wants. And But this, this and not to cut you off, but this persona, is that something that you always had? Like, this, this is not something that, that you develop? Is this just part of your personality growing up as a kid? Or, or yeah, tell me. Yeah, it is part of my personality. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, um, okay. Actually, uh, most So you're at an advantage. Yeah, they've been calling me the boss lady since I was probably like 11 years old. Gotcha. So okay. I've been boss okay. lady. Gotcha. And as I grew older, it became Miss Savvy. So I like that. I like yeah. that. But so this was not like a hesitation. You're, there was no fear going into like the confidence knowing that this is going to succeed really is what the motivator was to do it, right? Exactly. It no, seems. I guess because I'm a Gemini, you know, this is my birthday month and I have two sides. I'm in a, that risk taker side kind of kicked in. Uh, no, because actually when I made the decision to transition from corporate to real estate, um, I had a bye-bye corporate party. I had a whole party about it to celebrate it. Like, bye-bye corporate, hello, you know, real estate because of that. So I guess it just really depends on the person. Um, a lot of individuals, it is a difficult choice. I'm not going to say that you should just jump out there and just get into it because I learned the hard way, too. I had the party, bye-bye corporate in, say, April of 2017. Mm -hmm. But then because I was selling, I had so many deals on the contract, a lot of those deals will fall through, mm -hmm. and I had like five deals to fall through in one month, and I wasn't really building up my pipeline. So unfortunately, my husband was like, hey, you have to go get a job, right? So by like that November, December, I was like, okay, time to go back to corporate, put this resume out there and go back. So you can take, the, take a risk to do it, but you always have to have something else going on to make sure that you can sustain yourself. For sure, for sure. Yeah. And so what, did, what was the biggest thing you took away learning and what you've applied now in terms of the business? Because you seem to get a pretty good beat on everything, and, <laughs> and, you're, and you're making big moves. So you mm -hmm. know, what, what change or, or what do you attribute that to? Um, I would think it, it, I would attribute it to just my tenacity, my motivation to just want to help others. Um, mm. I'm a huge proponent for empowering individuals to invest into real estate and use that as a wealth building mechanism for them. And just like I said early on with my experience with, I was so happy to go and purchase my first home as my first investments. I thought I was gonna be a millionaire from right. my first property and it didn't happen, right? Um, and I think just with me, it's just making sure that people knows, know that you can purchase a property to live in, but also I need you to start thinking about the investment aspect of it. So I think in terms of your question, what you just said, it'll be attributed to that, to just really trying to help empower individuals to really look at real estate in a different limelight. Gotcha, gotcha. No, I, I appreciate that. And as far as, you know, when, when you were 
in in corporate and you're making these or you're signing these you know deals and you're on the salaried end of it um wh- why did you pursue residential uh real estate versus not going right into commercial like what or maybe I that do both. is oh you do both okay uh-huh. gotcha gotcha yeah. um but why even get into residential why was that such a, an important piece to it just because of i guess the story not not for anything else i'm sure there's mm-hmm. more to it but yeah tell me about i think more so on the residential end because i'm not gonna lie when i did the the whole i just want to sell my one property and I was helping other individuals on the residential sides with the short sales. And I was looking at, oh, because the short sale prices be like 50000 100000 200000 right, low value. Um, I was like, I could have stayed in, cor- in corporate because yeah. of that, right? Um, my whole idea was to do luxury real estate, mm-hmm. was to do commercial real estate. Um, I've always wanted to do that. So actually when I entered into real estate after that one transaction, that became my focus, luxury real estate, commercial real estate. But at the same time, too, hearing the stories of the other individuals, I couldn't just let them sit by the wayside. I had to help. So actually working in residential helps me to help those individuals that need help the most. Interesting. That's a great philosophy. Yep. And I don't, I've never heard anyone quite put it like that. Really? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, and yeah, and I think that goes even to the level of what we talked about in, in terms of the Face Chicago business and, and creating influence and how important that is. Um, it seems like you're already doing that. You're, you're establishing this level of influence within not only your community, but also within real estate and the real estate community, right? Mm-hmm. How have you seen that shape your life and how has it changed going from corporate and, and now living the realtor, you know, the luxury realtor life? <laughs> the luxury realtor life. Well, it's just, you know, it, you know, I guess it just, I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, I just... Again, I wasn't expecting you're so, you're so it. present, right? Like you're always just being that you're not really analyzing things right. like your life. Yeah, no, I don't because um, I'm so passionate about what I do. I don't realize, you know, a lot of the things like I have. I can just count the number of messages or text messages or inboxes I receive from individuals like I'm so inspired by you. I love what you're doing. You're empowering me. I can't wait to be like you. I'm taking my exam today and I'm doing this. And I see that I'm like, oh my God, but you you're saying because of me what I'm doing, you know, you look not at something I'm you doing. expected. No, because I'm just like I'm just trying to help you. Yeah. And I help you, your mom, your your sister, your brother, your cousin to get out of whatever situation that they're you know they're facing. Because sometimes real estate can pose a problem for individuals, and just helping you to resolve that. Maybe that's my you know because I was a you know an analyst and I, I'm very analytical. So maybe that's my um, analyst nature coming out because sure. I've been in corporate finance for so long that. I'm always analyzing the situation to try to help. How, how nuanced is real estate when it comes to numbers? Because yeah, obviously one of the things I heard about with 2020 and, and the shortage of, of houses, right, is that people were overpaying, right? Well, they're still doing that now. Yeah. Well, so from from the numbers perspective, right, does that? How do you feel about that when you know someone's overpaying? But you know, is it really overpaying when it is a law of supply and demand, right? Exactly. Well, being that I'm the numbers girl, I and Again, I'm very passionate about the individuals that I work with and my clients is, you know, number one and making sure that they invest wisely in real estate. I'm not the agent that's just like, okay, yeah, that's this property is 200000 Let's go 250 You can do it because mm-hmm. they're just go ahead. Hey, more commission for me. Yeah. That's not me. What I am is let's assess the value of it. You know, I help my client. Let's assess the value of it. Is the value there? Does it make financial sense? It has to make financial sense in order for me to even encourage my clients to, to move forward and do something over asking price like that. Um, so, yeah, this market is really crazy. It is a lot of 
higher offers out there, and I'm winning. Yeah, I'm winning. <laughs> Good have for a, you. you have to have a strategy, though. You Good know, going you. with a strategy. Well, speaking of which, you know, in terms of your strategy, right now, um, it seems like things are going well, right? Mm-hmm. They're growing. You're growing your team now. Yes. Yeah. What what strategy have you basically, you know, adopted to bring that level of success that you've had? You know, what have you found that works best for you when communicating that? Because I think that's one of the most difficult things that, that people face, right, when mm-hmm. they get into real estate or any other uh, profession, for that matter, that mm-hmm. the connection piece. And that just seems to come so natural to you. What, you what, saying connecting with, connecting the, with, with, with the people? With people, with you know, with prospective uh, clients, with uh, referral partners. Like, how did you go about building this empire? How did you become the mogul? <laughs> the <laughs> the mogul. The, the, hey, yeah. I got a new word. Yeah, they yeah, call right? me boss lady, Miss Savvy. Now, no, no, mogul. Real estate mogul. I like that, yeah. real estate mogul. Um, it is. It really boils down to how you communicate, how you establish and cultivate those relationships with other people. Um, relationships that you cultivate with people, it goes f- so far. Yeah. And if you can't develop that trust, if you can't work with someone and they feel like they trust you, there's no purpose of trying to work together, right? You have to be able to establish that you are the expert, that you have the knowledge, that you will lead and guide them correctly, and you have to stand firm on it and be confident. You know, if you walk into um, say a property or closing and you're like, well, I'm not sure. Then your client is going to be like, well, I'm not sure too. You have to exude that to them because yeah. they're trusting you. They're putting your, their trust into you because this is one of the largest investment purchase of an individual's life. So they're trusting that you're going to make it um, happen. And when my clients come to me for that, that's what I love to do. I chase those deals and heels, and if I show it, I'm closing it. <laughs> I love that. I love the philosophy. I love all of it. Um, and the other part of it, too, I think I never really heard anyone speak of it in this way, or maybe you know, not, not as often, but like when you mentioned luxury real estate, to me it's, it's not just the real estate piece of it because that's just one aspect of it, right? But the luxury lifestyle is something that, that you, I think you need to understand. And just by looking at you, it looks like you appreciate that just as much as the next person, right? Yes. But that seems to be almost an expertise in and of itself to understand the mindset of your clients, right? Mm-hmm. How, how did you come to that point where you're like, this is something that you adopted as part of your um, lifestyle or your personality, if you will? Oh, the luxury aspect. The luxury aspect of it, of it yeah. Well, it's... um. I mean, luxury can mean multiple things to people. Most people kind of characterize it with designers and things like that. Me, luxury is the thing that you love the most, right? The thing that you love the most, the thing that you really want to put so much emphasis um, into and something that you're just going to be able to cherish, right, and and be happy with. You know, you define your own luxury. Luxury is defined by you. You create that. And when I look at real estate, real estate is something that individuals can, you know, look as as luxury, right? And it doesn't have to be a multi-million dollar home. It can be a hundred thousand dollar home because if you walk into the doors of that home and that home feels good and it's your sanctuary and it's your queendom, right? Um, that's luxury for you, and that's how you define it. So that's how I kind of uh, characterize it and tailor it and you know, exhibit and exude that with my clients. <laughs> what a great answer. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Um, and, and so when you're, as you're building your team, you know, what are you looking for in team members to, to contribute to that, right? Is it, because I'm assuming on some level, you're bringing in people who kind of have that mindset. Yeah. But at the same time, too, some of the individuals are new, right? Yeah. And they're coming to me because they're looking at me. And you say new, they're, they're new in real estate. Yeah, new new to real estate. Yeah. Right. And, um, but they're professional, you know, they yeah. have a their day job or what they've done in the past and they're very good in that area but when it comes down to real estate it's like okay it's new and I want to become this 
um, if it's a female, right, this boss lady of real estate, right? I'm looking at you, Yolanda, you're this boss lady of real estate. How can I be like that? So um, when it comes down to, you know, the luxury and the agent is I need for you to cultivate and pull out that boss lady mindset. You have it. I need you to tap into that. So like, what is that? The Spider-Man tap into your spidey senses. (laughs) I need for you to tap into that because it's there and I need to be able to pull that out of you. And usually when you see that in me, it kind of exudes, like how you say, when I walked it through the room mm-hmm. and you kind of felt the present. Um, so it's good that you feel that, but I need to bring that out. And what and that's one of the things that I like to do with my ages is try to pull out what their strengths are um, and work with them with what they're on, on their weaknesses. No, that's great. And one of the things I, I was thinking about is just in, in your approach, I think real estate and realtors or, or brokers, you know, have, I mean, they're salespeople, right? And so when it's competitive like that, you're always going to get your, your, your bag of of different individuals, but mm-hmm. as a whole, you know, it's not like the greatest reputation, right? right. And, and it's something that I believe, um, you know, individuals are working on changing, uh, but also it just seems like you're not of the norm, right? That you're not trying to be in anything you do. No. But what have you noticed as far as the industry as a whole that, you know, doesn't agree with, with what you believe in, but kind of see changing through what you're doing and others like you? So I think one of the things, like you said, you was like, you know, real estate is like you're a sales, you're a salesperson. See, I'm unconventional because I don't consider myself a salesperson. I consider myself a helper to the people, right? An encourager of the people. So I think it just kind of boils down to, um, especially with me, because I am unique in a a certain standpoint. And I don't know if it's because of my analytical abilities or my finance background or just my, you know, experience that I had across corporations and individuals, um, or maybe just my strong humanitarian spirit to just Mm want to help people. Um, You do have some people that put a lot of emphasis on the money. And my thing is, if you connect with the right person and you connect them with the right home, then the money will follow. You don't have to worry about that. Don't don't chase the money. The money will chase you if you're doing everything right. So I think that's what kind of helps to keep me um, set apart from what other individuals are doing in the industry. That's so true. No, I couldn't agree with you more. And and I guess to that note, when when you're one of the things you had mentioned too, when you had come in here with law of attraction, right, and putting it out there, <laughs> uh-huh. how much of that do you incorporate into your real estate business? Like, how much of that is that? I guess that personal relationship where you know, you're trying to attract through something unconventionally, right? Like you're not, it's not the hustle. It's not all these things. It's the law of attraction, right? Right. How does that work for you? Um, I think just naturally. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a natural flow for me. Nice. Um, it's not something that I'm just artificially trying to make happen. It manifests itself on its own. So I think it has to be a natural occurrence when that law of attraction what you just said start happening. No, and you can sense that. I mean, you get a, a, a huge sense of that when, when you speak. Like, yeah. it's almost this expectation, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm putting good out there. I expect good, good back. back. Yeah, no, for right. sure, for sure. Um, so with everything that's happened through 2020, one of the things I've just been curious about is in terms of the way that we see housing today mm-hmm. is very different than it was, I mean, even just two years, three years ago, yeah. right? But all because of uh, virtual workplaces now Mm -hmm. that no one is necessarily having to commit to being in the same city they work in. How have you noticed that change or what do you see or possibly even just kind of forecasting what you think will happen in terms of that relationship that we have to work um, changing with being at home more? Right. So, yeah, the virtual aspect has changed um, real estate uh, so much. I mean, there's a lot of individuals that's surfing the internet. It's so much information online. Like you have some 
individuals, like first, especially the first time home buyers that's on the internet and there's so much information there, they're like knowledgeable as much as an, an, an agent with the type of information. Like they can sit at home and they can see different types of things. So I think real estate is evolving to a point where no, you don't, you don't necessarily have to um, be in person for certain things, but it is always a good idea, and it is still to me required because again, you need to have that feeling that's that, that, that feeling of yes, this is the one, and you can't really get that from yeah. if you're sitting at home. So, um, while there has been a huge push <coughs> for virtual, and you know, you can do virtual tools because I'm not gonna lie, I had a lot of clients, especially for COVID. Thank God I still hit top producer, but I <laughs> my phone. I was doing a lot of FaceTime meetings like, oh, no hey, way. I'm doing this showing for you. Do you like this home? And things like that. Wow. But at the same time, too, it creates a lot of, especially from a buyer's perspective, buyer's remorse because it's like, well, I never really saw it. So And you, you get that sure. feeling, right? I mean, yeah. you can't get a feeling through a video. You can't get that feeling. And the one thing I don't like is uncertainty or someone not being sure. I want you to be 100% sure that you will be happy with this home. Absolutely. And I'm taking you to the home to see it. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I guess on that note, too, is is for people listening and thinking like, man, you know, I, I love Red Energy, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm whatever. You know, people have doubts. Let's just be honest. People mm-hmm. have doubts. But why should people listening hire you? Why over all the other realtors that you know they're going to they're going to meet, they're going to listen to? Why Yolanda? Well, I would say uh, me because I don't play, right? If you are very serious about purchasing a home, I'm going to stand behind you. I'm going to work with you. And I'm going to make sure that everybody that's working with us know that this is what we're going to do at the end of the day, right? That we're going to close. So your attorney, the appraiser, the lender, everybody will be on board because I will make sure that they're on board to get us to that last um the, the end game. So, I love it. I yeah. love it. Got to get into the finish line, right? Yeah, I got to get to the finish line. So what's next for you as far as the vision? You know, what's what's in the big dream? Because you haven't been doing this for very long. And for, for us, I know. from being, I mean, only what? Almost. Just little, know that Realtor Yolanda J is coming. Right? <laughs> so what is that vision? What What's what's in the pipes? You know, what in the pipe works? What's, uh, what's the dream for you uh, in the future? So my dream is to establish the first, um, if not the first, one of... Um, the best minority-driven brokerages that will be competing with some of these larger companies out here because I don't see a lot of competition. Um, I do see the normal people, and I hope I don't make people mad, but hey, I'm coming. Um, You know, being able to compete with, you know, the app properties and the compasses and the Berkshire Hathaways, even, hey, Baird and Warner, my you know, my company as well. Um, But being able to have that and instilling in, Um, the agents who will be a part of it that, again, this is not just a sales-driven type of environment, Um, trying to maneuver you and push you over to the sense of we're here to help our clients um, resolve a situation or help them to fulfill a goal that they're looking to do. So that's my goal. What a great goal. I think it's much needed, and, yeah, you're doing amazing things. And I'm just excited to have had this conversation but hopefully continue it in many, many other, you know, uh, topics, not just real estate, because yeah. I'm fascinated. <laughs> I'm, I'm sold, right? I'm sold on the Yolanda brand. Yay! <laughs> That's what I like to do. I aim to please. Uh, you did. So I appreciate that. We appreciate you. And uh, again, thank you for coming in and, and sharing. No problem. Thanks for having me.